You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. It's a slower time of year here in the summertime, and we're going to have uh, Jason Kersey on of The Athletic to talk a little bit more about this NIL stuff that's going on uh, when it comes to college athletics, which is a really big deal, and we'll, we'll get into at least my opinion on it here in just a second as well. But I, I wanted to also, also start off the podcast with saying that since it's a little slower time of the year, uh, I'm going to do a little series, and I hope that you all who listen to the podcast will be interested in it, because I know I sure am, of talking with – Arkansas Twitter people, like the ones that are on social media that have quite a presence, you know, people like, uh, you know, I'm not saying that these for sure are going to be coming on the podcast as part of the series, but people like Penta 479, which a lot of you, if you're on social media, you know who that is. Um, other people like a big content guy or uh, Hogbo or whoever, uh, I'm going to be talking with some of these people and just kind of, you know, shooting the breeze with them pretty much kind of maybe get their idea of where they came from and what they're doing and why they are who they are today. And I think it'll be a fun series, especially something during the slower times of the summer when, you know, not a lot of Razorback sports are going on and we'll still still do other uh, topics of conversation, but uh, that's probably going to be starting up next week when I'm doing those. And it'll be over an extended period of time, which should be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to it and I hope you do as well, but wanted to update you with that. And also, uh, with this NIL thing, it's amazing what has happened already just in the recording of this podcast. What has transpired, who has done what, uh, which Arkansas players are going to be benefiting from this. And, you know, one of them, of course, probably the main one and the biggest story is Trey Knox. He's already signed on with PetSmart because uh, he has a dog named Blue and PetSmart thought that it would be a good endorsement deal for them, so they went ahead and knocked it out and made it happen. And I think that's hilarious. I think it's awesome, too. So it's it's already started when it comes to the NIL. And we see other athletes, uh, big-time athletes across the country and everything, already taking advantage of it. Some are football players, basketball players. Some are non-revenue-generating sports as well. It's just Wild West out there on what everybody's trying to do. And it's a kind of a scary time as well for fans of the sport because you just really don't know what to expect. You don't know what you're supposed to take from all of this. You don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. You think it's a good thing and you hope it's a good thing, but there's still a lot of questions that go into all of this. And so it's maybe not the most ideal situation to just assume that this is nothing but a good thing or it's going to be the end of college athletics as we know it. I think that those are very strong viewpoints. I think you're going to see a problem for at least in the beginning of the times of trial and error, some things that may uh, be problematic, especially when it comes to what athletes are making and what the businesses and, and sponsorships that they have. Like It's just going to be kind of a mess for the beginning of it. But here's the thing that I'm, or at least the stance I'm taking it on. I think it's going to be a lot to do at the very beginning of everything, where 
It's going to be nonsensical. It's going to be chaotic. It's going to be confusing. It's going to be just a madhouse mess rush to making money. And it's going to be kind of a dumpster fire at the beginning. But I think over time, it'll start to really go by the wayside and not be as insane as what it is right now. And they'll get it, we'll get a grasp on it. And I think it's going to be, in the end, good for college athletics and especially and even for non-revenue generating sports and those athletes who may need that extra money to help them out when it comes to their scholarships and whatnot. I'm not scared of this. I'm embracing it. I, I understand concerns that you have because I have my own concerns too. I'm concerned about, you know, what's it going to mean for the competition and recruiting? What's it going to mean for particular schools that may not be able to, to do what they can to compete with other schools? Like I get all of those things. But I do believe a place like Arkansas will be nothing but beneficial from it. The amount of businesses that are up in Northwest Arkansas especially is very lucrative. You know, not only just the regular ones of Walmart, J.B. Hunt, Tyson, but think about the vendors that are up there as well for Walmart. Think about local businesses that are around the state of Arkansas that if they have a big-time player that uh, goes to Arkansas from those places, they will want to have some promotion and some advertising for them as well. Like The opportunities are endless right now. I think it'll be a good thing. And I think that it'll benefit Arkansas, and I think we'll really start to see it. And I am appreciative that Hunter Year Check in Arkansas went all in and said, "Hey, we're we're ready to do this. Let's rock and roll, and let's get let's get it going." But time will tell. It's crazy right now. Just wait it out. Let's wait and see what happens before everyone starts freaking out and starts assuming anything. Let's just wait and see what happens. But we'll talk about that a lot more with Jason Kersey coming up. But right now, I got to tell you about BetOnline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline.ag. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, as well as contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the run to the playoffs. If you head to the website now or use your mobile device today, you can receive 50% off your welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. That is 50% off your welcome bonus on, on your first deposit using promo code Locked On at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, right now let's go to the phone lines and welcome in Jason Kersey of The Athletic, who covers college football, specifically for Oklahoma, but has done so for Arkansas and also has a great grasp on everything going on in college football as we want to talk more about this NIL. And let's go ahead and welcome him in. Jason, appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? I'm good, fellas. How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. You know, we, we've been talking NIL, and I'm sure it's been something that's been uh, discussed mightily with you and uh, everything going on in college football. But what have you made of today? Like, can you make sense out of what's been going on today? It kind of feels like the Wild West right now. Well, yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. And I think that's what it feels like for people inside these athletic departments, too. I mean, it, it it's so – it's crazy. We've known that this was coming for so long, and yet it's – it feels to me like everyone was still unprepared for it, like in some ways, you know, it's just um, because, and I think a lot of that is because like you were just saying, the different states doing different things. That was always the fear, at least of the people that I talked to at, uh, at Oklahoma specifically, 
um, <clears throat> the fear was always that there were going to be patchwork of laws in different states. Some states weren't going to have them, and that uh, you know the, the, that would create a lot of confusion and a lot of advantages and disadvantages on the recruiting trail, which. You know, that's ultimately what this is all going to be about at the end of the day is recruiting. And so um, I, I think that everybody just wanted there to be a national solution. Everyone just wanted Congress to get this done. And we, I think that we all know that Congress doesn't really get things done. Um, and so they haven't done that yet. And so I think that's made it a little bit more complicated. But at least the NCAA has come out with some, some guidelines. But um, I just think this stuff is complicated and there's going to be a it's going to be like anything else. There are going to be hiccups. There's going to be guys that screw up and, and end up, uh, you know, uh, harming their eligibility because of it. There are going to be uh, guys who, uh, you know, aren't handling their money properly and, and get taken advantage of. I mean, this is, this is the world we live in now. I think it's still ultimately a net positive that they're able to do it, but uh, it's just complicated. People that have been opposed to this, is there a reason for concern because they're always saying that this is going to basically not only change college sports, but kind of make it something that's going to be really bad for college sports altogether. I mean, I don't think it's bad for college sports, personally. I, I, I don't really see the harm in allowing these people. I mean, yeah, I, I know there's a lot of people that believe that the athletes should be paid by the universities and, and, Maybe that's coming down the line. I think that if you read um, the uh, the Supreme Court, uh, what the Supreme Court said a few weeks ago, especially what Brett Kavanaugh wrote in his uh, concurring opinion, uh, I think that there's a real possibility that eventually they're going to have to start doing stuff like that. But that's not where we are yet. And even if we get there, I just don't. Uh, I I don't know. I think there's. I think a lot of that stuff is, is panic and is and is overreaction. I mean. Right now, guys being able to, to record a commercial or um, you know use their Instagram to make money or make cameos or whatever, um, I just don't see that being a big deal, especially because there are going to be restrictions in place. They're not going to be able to miss practice because of it. They're not going to be able to you know advertise competing things that the university advertises. I mean, there's a lot of – I think there are going to be some things in place that prevent the worst of it. Uh, for, to prevent things from getting really bad. But I, I at the end of the day, I mean, I, I think of it like, like this. I mean, forever, uh, for, for since the beginning of time, if you were a, a, a student on a scholarship um, for theater, for example, and you are on a full scholarship, you were also allowed to work. If you, if you had a YouTube channel where you talked about musical theater or whatever it is that your major is, and you profited off that YouTube channel, it's not a big deal. Why should college athletes on scholarship be any different? And that's what I think this is. I just think it's correcting that. Well, and another thing, too, Jason, that people have brought up is just a matter of, okay, well, who benefits and who gets hurt? Because there are some people, just because it's so new and we don't know, some people will say, oh, well, this may impact a, a smaller market team like an Arkansas, or how does this impact some of the sports that are non-revenue generating? Like, when you look at it as far as who gets impacted the most, whether good or bad, how do you see that playing out, and who do you feel like benefits but also is hurt by this? Um, you know, I, I don't know that I really think it hurts anyone because this is not – this is, again, what we're talking about here is not – 
uh, you know, the university paying some people more than others. This is just a pure, this is going to be a pure function of the free market. I mean, if, you know, at Oklahoma, Spencer Rattler makes a lot more than other people. Well, that's sort of because he's, you know, that he's in more demand. If an Arkansas KJ Jefferson or I don't know, uh, whoever makes, makes more than everybody else. So that's, that's the way it's going to be. But, um, uh, I, 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 and then I also think there will be opportunities for athletes in other sports that even if they're, even if, uh, I, I think about like a really great gymnast or something, uh, at a place like Arkansas or Oklahoma could potentially really benefit from this. Baseball players at Arkansas, my God, they would surely benefit from this, I would imagine, at a place like that. Um, and so, I, I just don't – the only way that I see it causing any kind of problems is if it causes problems within the chemistry of a team. If somebody – if there's jealousy, if there's hurt feelings, if things like that. But I also just don't know that I really see that being a problem. I mean, I think, I think you know, in the NFL, some guys make more than others. But um, the other – and I would actually make one more point on this. this. This could potentially benefit even the walk-ons. I mean – Imagine if you are a walk-on at Arkansas from a small town uh, in rural Arkansas, but you're a walk-on. You may not have the sort of pop of a uh, Rakeem Boyd or something who's going to make a bunch of money and be really, really, really famous. But if you go now you're able as a walk-on, you may be a hometown hero. You can go back home and have a football camp at your old high school for the local kids. I mean, I I think this is going to benefit everyone in some ways. I, I, I don't. I just don't see the downside. I, I really don't. Other than the confusion of what's allowed and all the rules and agents, that stuff could get messy. But just as philosophically, I just don't see it as a bad thing. So, Jason, if you were a college athlete right now, what would be your first means as far as trying to wrap your mind around this to uh, to benefit in some kind of way? If I was a uh... Uh, are you asking me what I'd want to advertise Yeah, what, for? what would you want to do? What direction would you want to take it? Would you want to do it based on your social media following, or would you yeah. want to uh, reach out to a company to possibly advertise their brand? I mean, I, I don't know. There's a lot of things that, uh, th- that I love. I mean, geez, I would be happy to advertise for Marriott Hotels or uh, <laughs> what, what are the things that I love because uh, <laughs> of their point system. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I love Taco Bell. I, I, I could probably do a Taco Bell commercial. I mean, that that kind of stuff. But um, but I, I think that, like, in terms of what these guys are going to be doing, I mean, it's just going to depend on, on the market It's going to that they're in. Um, it's going to depend on, again, how big their social media following is, like you said. I mean, I think some guys with massive social media followings are going to really benefit from this potentially. Uh, it's sort of one of the reasons why, to be honest, I, I, you know, when I think about a guy like Mike Woods who had that YouTube, who has that YouTube channel, um, I, I sort of wonder if, you know, he could have made more money <laughs> if he'd stayed where his following was. You know, I'm not, I'm not suggesting he made a bad decision or criticizing his decision or anything. Even though I'm sure the people listening all probably think he made a bad decision. <laughs> I'm just saying, like that, that, that's one thing I sort of thought about in the aftermath of that transfer was this guy's built up a youtube following and now he's going to a place where people don't know him so i mean i think that stuff is going to factor in too and and you almost wonder if this will affect the transfer system in that way because once a guy has a following somewhere maybe they want to stick with that i don't know 
I don't know how this is going to work. <laughs> We'll continue our discussion with Jason Kersey here in just a second. First, I got to tell you about Built Bar and all the great flavors that they have to choose from. Like, it's amazing that in the mornings when I'm waking up and I'm getting around, I may not have time to make breakfast for me. Well, I can just grab a Built Bar because it's great tasting and it's extremely healthy because it has a lot of protein in it as well as a lot of fiber, but not so many calories and not a lot of sugar. So I'll take that. Or if at lunch, I don't have time, I can do that. Or if I'm on the lake and I want a snack, I can do that. I mean, it's so flexible for what you can do with Built Bars with their nine delicious flavors to choose from. So I would suggest go ahead and checking them out yourself. Don't take my word for it. Check out everybody else that's ever talked about it, and I know that they'll say the same thing. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Yeah, well, what I laugh about, too, is that there's a lot of people that just want to assume or say, okay, well, it's going to be big companies that do it and and all that. But it's like I kind of look at it from the NFL perspective, too, where, yeah, there's guys like Patrick Mahomes that, you know, get endorsement deals that are country or worldwide in some cases. But there's also like guys on his offensive line that locally in Kansas City, they probably do a local restaurant, too. So it's like when you brought up the rural Arkansas thing, to me, that's also what's going to be a really cool deal and why it'll be so good to maybe for like an in-state kid at Arkansas, which we know in-state kids are important to to fans here. It'll be like, well, yeah. if you come here, you have an opportunity to make more money than some kid from Texas or some kid from Tennessee because everyone knows you and even locally at your spot, uh, you could use that as a recruiting tool and a pitch to say, because you're an Arkansas kid, if you stay in-state, you can make more money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's absolutely going to be the case. I mean, imagine, I don't know, being a kid from, from, yeah, from a small town who has a, a, you know, semi-famous restaurant that has the money to be able to pay you to post that on social media on their behalf. I mean, that, that's a, that can be a big thing. And that, and again, that can affect not just the scholarship kids, that can affect the, uh, the walk-ons as well. The, The ones who, again, are sort of, you know these hometown heroes that may not be big names nationally, but in their hometown, even if they never play, they're a big deal. I, I really think there's a lot of opportunity for those kinds of kids. Now, Georgia legislation, they attempted to pass a law where the athlete was going to get 25%, and then the other 75% would be shared amongst everyone else. And you would think with something like that, that that would heavily affect them in a negative recruiting situation where nobody's going to want to go in and uh, mm-hmm. under those terms because who wants only 25%? Now, they may not have a problem with sharing, but it's the percentage that's put there. So in that sense, good luck with yeah. that. Yeah, I don't, I don't really understand that. You know, I, haven't, I, I have to admit that that specific law I haven't followed super closely, but my understanding was that that was sort of optional depending on the school, maybe that like the university of Georgia doesn't have to do that. I, I don't know. I, I'm probably shouldn't uh, talk too much about that. Just I don't, I don't know the specifics of that, but I, uh, I do think that state legislatures are going to have to be careful about how they craft these things because the slightest thing that is worded the wrong way could have major ramifications for both the athletes within the state, but also, um, for recruiting for the schools within that state, because 
what you just said, you know, like I said, I my understanding was that that was sort of a school by school thing, but the fact that that's even in the law um, is something that could be used against Georgia on the recruiting trail. And uh, so I just think <laughs> these these state legislators are going to have to be careful about how they word this stuff. Jason, we, we've been talking about what the University of Arkansas ha- has put together as far as their programs and advising and all of that. You cover Oklahoma, and, and you're pretty well off with that program. How, what if some of the things that University of Oklahoma has done as far as uh, putting plans in place, being helpful to athletes, what's kind of the process looked like for them? I'm, I'm sure it's probably similar to a lot of places. I mean, they're, uh, they've made – building your brand a big deal they partnered with a bunch of uh firms that are going to specialize in that kind of thing um they are uh yeah i mean they're sort of going all in on this and the state of oklahoma did pass a law uh regarding nil a couple of months ago so they've been somewhat prepared for this um for a while but um i mean they're very creative about these kinds of things and you know having a young exciting uh coach like uh, innovative coach like Lincoln Riley uh, he's innovative in a lot of ways not just his offense he's, he's very bright and uh, very thoughtful and creative and I think um, they've done a lot of stuff like that, that that's sort of making it clear not only to the players that are there now but to recruit um, I mean I, I I know that they hosted a really big recruiting weekend a couple weeks ago and this this was a major topic of conversation they are trying to get it out there that they're in favor of this they're supportive of this um as long as it doesn't conflict with the football stuff has the big 12 um put out anything as far as conference wise any kind of guidelines that they want to go by or do they pretty much leave it up to the school uh i to be honest i i actually don't know the answer to that i i'm assuming the big 12 is involved uh, in some of this, but um, as far as any official policy, I'm, I'm I'm not clear on that. Yeah, that's again, we're all learning this as uh, as it goes along yeah. with it, and it'll be fun to see uh, how it all plays out. But uh, you know, just looking at it from this point, and, and since I know you uh, have covered college football for a long time, just now that everything's kind of getting back to normal, Jason, as far as what we had last yeah. year with COVID and all of that. Uh, what is what are some of the things that you're looking forward to the most once football season arrives here in the fall? Whether it's particular teams or players, just what are some of the things you're going to be looking forward to the most? Oh my God, man! Everything. I'm looking forward to everything being normal again. Um, uh, shoot, I'm excited about Big Twelve Media Days later this month. Uh, we didn't obviously get that last year. Um, I'm excited for full stadiums. Uh, you know, it just wasn't the same. Uh, being in stadiums that were, you know, 25% or whatever capacity. Um, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited about seeing people be able to tailgate. And, you know, at Oklahoma, they didn't really have tailgating last year. And uh, although I'm not really allowed to participate in that stuff, I certainly enjoy walking through it and seeing it. And, um, there's just the whole, the whole thing. I'm, I'm excited about hopefully doing in-person interviews again. I mean, uh, as something that may not mean anything to a, most of the fans but to us being able to interview in person is, is going to be great so um I, I i'm excited about everything i'm excited uh about just a full schedule a full 12 game schedule um last year was weird it was just it was just weird man i i, I didn't like it and i hope we never have to go through anything like that again mentioning mike woods earlier have you had a chance to talk to him mm-hmm. about what, what went into his decision to go to oklahoma um 
No, I haven't. He hasn't, uh, as far as I can tell, done any interviews with anyone. Um, the only thing that I've really seen or heard his voice has been on his YouTube channel. Um, and even then, I don't know that he's really fully addressed the reasons why. But I, I think that it's probably pretty obvious why. I mean, it, it, as much as this may hurt to hear for a lot of people, I mean, Oklahoma is just a better program right now. And puts a lot more receivers in the NFL and um, has a has a chance to legitimately win the national championship this year. And I just don't know that as much as Arkansas's program has improved, you know, in a very short time under Sam Pittman, and I think he deserves a ton of credit for that, uh, I think the bottom line is he saw an opportunity to go to a program that uh, is a little bit more prominent nationally, puts receivers in the NFL, and they have they had a need at receiver. OU needed another receiver uh, at the time that he transferred. The timing was weird, and you know certainly uh, uh, strange, and and probably seemed very fishy. And and I'm not saying that anything did or didn't happen. I don't know um, behind the scenes. All I know is that um, if you're him and you have a chance to play in the offense that Lincoln Riley runs with the with the numbers that receivers put up in this offense. Uh, that's probably what it was. Uh, you know, again, without having talked to him, I guess I don't know that for sure, but that's, that would be my best guess. And he probably picked up as many followers in Oklahoma that he lost here in Arkansas. I mean, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, that that's what I was saying earlier. I, I don't know about that because uh, right now, you know, not like every fan knows who he is right now. Uh, certainly won't until he plays and, even then, he's going to have to play well. Uh, Oklahoma's got a lot of good receivers, a lot of very talented receivers. So um, that that's the one thing that I just don't I, I don't know. Uh, m- maybe he's thinking of it from a long term perspective again. Maybe the chances of of getting into the NFL and, and putting up the numbers to become a higher draft pick, uh, and, and then in turn will make him more money. Maybe that outweighs any NIL stuff. I don't know. Um, very, very interesting situation. I'm, I would love to talk to him. I'm looking forward to hopefully talking to him at some point. But, uh, yeah, still haven't. Well, Jason, man, as always, we appreciate you hopping on with us, trying to bring some clarity to this crazy day in college football and in college sports in general. Uh, but it was good catching up with you, man, and looking forward to once football season yeah. comes around. We'll have you on again for sure. Hey, man, anytime, neighbors. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 